Hey everybody, this is Sensei Anthony Thomas coming with another episode of the Karate Chronicles on Saturday, August 12th. And I want to talk about getting real with yourself. Now, as an instructor, I preach the tenets of discipline and focus and mastery of self. These are some of the things that are at the root or the basis of all martial arts study, right? And what I've seen far too many times over and over again throughout the years is that martial arts instructors will go up in front of a class and tell people that the martial arts are about discipline, self-control, and managing your own emotions. And almost all of these instructors are overweight. I don't mean a pound or two that they could afford to lose. I'm talking 20, 30, 40 pounds, sometimes quite a bit more than that. To me, that is despicable, deplorable, and should not be overlooked in any way. If you are going to tell someone about discipline, then that discipline has to be not just about practicing your art. It has to be about discipline in all aspects of your life. If you are 40 pounds overweight, and this is no disrespect to anybody really, if you are 40 pounds overweight preaching discipline, well, I see it as one of two things. One, you are a massive hypocrite. Or two, you lack discipline that you're espousing. If you have not mastered what you eat, how much you eat, how often you eat it yourself, then if nothing else, you are not qualified to speak to it in front of your students. I will tell you myself, there was a point where I had a really hard time in life and I allowed myself just to fall apart. And I gained a significant amount of weight. I wasn't teaching at the time. So while I was not living my truest self, at least I wasn't lying to anyone. The second I got back into martial arts as a vocation, the second I realized that I'd be teaching again, I dropped the weight. I dropped it quickly and I dropped it easily. Why? Because I recognized the fact that I cannot tell people to be disciplined if I was clearly invisibly not disciplined myself. Now, this may sound like I'm being hard on people and partially it's because I am. The reason people don't respect traditional arts and traditional artists as much anymore is because they have not deemed themselves worthy of that respect. When you look at other physical combat, um, excuse me, other sport combatants, and I mean sport combatants, you don't see this widespread lack of athleticism, discipline, and out of shape. And while, for example, with wrestlers, I don't condone the practice of cutting weight, they're disciplined enough to do it. I don't condone it in boxing, kickboxing, anything, because the idea is equal playing ground. But the fact of the matter is people do it because they've got the discipline to do it. If you are a martial arts instructor and you are telling people on a daily or weekly basis that they need to show discipline and that the martial arts are about discipline, you darn well better be showing some discipline yourself. I'm not talking about a cheat meal here and there. I'm not talking about living your life like a monk or in a monastery like environment, but you darn sure better be able to say Yes, I've controlled my eating. I myself, not to brag, this is just facts. 
I went from eating everything to not eating pork. I just saw this documentary called um, What the Health. So I'll probably be giving up meat entirely. I've been living as a pescatarian most recently to good effect, but I'll largely cut away with that as well. I'm probably headed toward veganism. The point is I'll be able to look my students in the face and tell them that I'm living a disciplined enough life. I don't want to be a hypocrite and I want to be a role model and a motivation for people that may be struggling. What do you guys think? Am I out of line? Call in and let me know. I'd love to hear your opinion. Also, check me out on martialartsoakland.com. And most importantly, I love you all. Be kind to yourselves and each other. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. This is Sensei Anthony Thomas coming at you with another episode of the Karate Chronicles on Sunday, August the 13th. And I wanted to talk to you about Jeet Kune Do, also called JKD. For those of you who don't know, Jeet Kune Do was the name that Bruce Lee gave his fighting concepts back in the 60s and 70s. Basically, he was talking about using no way as the way and being like water, being able to flow from range to range regardless of where the techniques came from. So if you're in boxing range and punching range, boxing would be best. In kicking range, maybe taekwondo or karate. In clinch range, maybe Muay Thai or wrestling. The point being, along with the idea of being formless, he was trying to do away with the idea of stylistic prejudice and style. And to a large degree, he did that. But there are some people who taught the things that he taught specifically. And they, they call themselves the teachers in the vanguard of the original Jeet Kune Do. They basically taught what Bruce Lee taught. And that's great. And then there are some students that came along later that began what they call Jeet Kune Do concepts, which is them expressing their particular truth, which Bruce Lee talked about, through a variety of certain arts. It's kind of like in the mixed martial arts world, people take boxing, kickboxing, wrestling, and jujitsu, and they think of themselves as some kind of modern Jeet Kune Do artist because they're flowing from art to art, range to range. The question is, how do you determine what is more authentic, for lack of a better word? To me, if you learned the exact teachings of Bruce Lee from him, that's good. That's got to be pretty great. From what I understand, he was a fantastic teacher. But if you're listening to what he was saying and prescribing to the things he wrote, what he taught was just a basis for you to discover your own truth. So for him, it was Tai Chi, Kung Fu, um, fencing, and savat. For you, it might be judo, aikido, kodesh, and boxing. Or it might be paranjakman, kalaripayatu, and capoeira. The point being, your personal expression of the truth, of your truth, would fall in line to the theory that Bruce Lee prescribed to. So are you calling yourself a Jeet Kune Do practitioner or a practitioner of Jeet Kune Do concepts? It really gets muddled because Bruce Lee only had so many quote-unquote certified teachers, the most famous of which is Don Inosanto, the man who taught the Nunchaku. But 
there are a number of people that are a couple generations now away from Bruce Lee who prescribe to his theories that use arts that are totally outside of what Bruce Lee studied. And I think people are getting caught up in this authentic versus not authentic conundrum. And they, to a large extent, I think that has to do with ego. People want to say that they are the true followers or the true disciples of this, that, and the third. And I think that's actually against what Bruce Lee was trying to create or trying to propagate as a theory. I think he's trying to get away from the idea of mine must be yours, yours must be mine. I think he was going along the lines of the the way of thinking of find what works best for you. It may be savat, it may be wrestling, and it may be short in the karate. Whatever works best for you, whatever proves the best proves the best result should be the thing that you pursue. I personally try to keep an open mind because even though I have my base. I've looked into other arts to see how they can not only make me a better martial artist, but complement and augment my skill sets. What do you guys think? In the world of mixing and matching, some of this, some of that, would you call yourself an original Jeet Kune Do practitioner, or would you say you prescribe to Jeet Kune Do concepts? Let me know. Call in. I'd love to hear from you. Also, check me out on martialartsoakland.com. And most importantly, you guys make sure that you take care of yourselves and each other. Bye-bye. And I'm not talking about mixed martial arts competition that take place in a cage or ring or whatever the case. I'm talking about looking into the arts that will complement your own and help you be a more efficient, skilled martial artist. I'm talking about if you are a karate stylist, maybe looking into boxing because even though you have the same arsenal and then some, Maybe you could brush up on your head movement or your footwork or your, or your use of defensive angle. I'm talking about if you are a judo or Brazilian jiu-jitsu stylist looking into Aikido or Chinna, where the finger locks and wrist locks will complement your submission game. I'm talking about if you are a wrestler looking into arts like Sambo or Koresh or any of the indigenous grappling styles that literally litter the entire planet. The reason I bring this up is because, as a karate stylist primarily, I have come to understand that understanding boxing's footwork and head movement and the trapping hands of Wing Chun, they've really helped me develop a more balanced, not just curriculum, but a more balanced understanding of redistribution of energy, about parrying, slipping attacks, and the use of angle. And that's really important because I personally believe that hitting someone else is nowhere near as important as making sure that they don't hit you. If you throw 10 punches, I block 10 times and run for it, that's a W, baby. It's not about beating up the other person. It's making sure that you go home to your family as unscathed as possible right? So I'm thinking that if you're a wrestler, something like sambo or jujitsu or even sumo, something that's vastly overlooked, could be really complementary to your understanding of combat or your understanding of wrestling. And for those of you that are tripping out about sumo, and I don't like to use mixed martial arts 
competitions as examples very often. But look at the match between Lyoto Machida and Tito Ortiz. Lyoto Machida was able to take down a much more skilled wrestler who was much bigger and much stronger because he used his understanding of sumo. He didn't start learning how to wrestle and all of a sudden out-wrestle Tito Ortiz, who was bigger, stronger, and had years and years more practice of wrestling. He used a different conceptual approach to unbalancing and taking someone down. And he was able to take down Tito Ortiz relatively easily time and time again. So I'm thinking if you are a boxer, but you appreciate the martial arts, you may want to look into some of the Filipino systems of Arnis de Mano or Kali or Escrima or whatever you want to call them because their version and their ideas regarding hand trapping may complement the rapid fire drills that you're already familiar with. I think that if we are going to study martial arts, I think it would do us all a huge favor if we looked into arts that complement the skills that we already have. Now most people look at mixed martial arts or mixing martial arts and they think to do something totally opposite of what they do as a way to round out their skills. If you're a boxer, they want to learn how to wrestle. If you're a wrestler, you want to learn Muay Thai. And I can understand the value in that, but I think if you want to be able to develop a completely different understanding of martial arts, then you need to look to the things that complement your skill sets first. That activity alone will open up your mind to a huge number of possibilities. And I think that's important. Anyway, what do you guys think? Agree or disagree? Call in and let me know. I'd love to hear from you. For those of you that have called in, I truly appreciate your input. You can check me out on martialartsoakland.com. And by far most important, please be kind to yourselves and each other. Bye-bye.